Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. Let's do a stakeout. We can't let him know it's us. He's gonna know it's us. We could enact a plan where I stand on top of Aslo's shoulders. Shortly after dawn, you see Alshaz heading towards the docks. Here, I have to hop on your shoulders. Stand up. Aslo, stop wobbling so much. I have an itch. Sorry. We converge on Alshaz. Alshaz draws his knife and turns back. Who are you? What do you want? I slide the iron box out of my cloak. Where did you get that box? Tell us everything you know. My family lives close to the border, and I just want to keep them safe. But you are still a traitor, and you should probably be in prison right now. You better come peacefully with us. He's reaching for his knife. I don't want to do this, Alshaz. Why are you making me do this? <laughs> I clear my throat and begin to sing Rockabye Alshaz. He staggers back and collapses to the ground. I find the nearest town guard. This man is a traitor. The other guards bring Alshaz inside. I can't just let this sort of thing stand. A night in the slammer, eh? Alright, I'm down. Won't be the first time. They strip you of your weapons and armor and other equipment and throw you in your cells, or in one big cell with the three of you, which is nothing more than a muddy floor, stone walls, a barred window about 12 feet up, and a couple of straw piles that you're supposed to sleep on. You know, Shaba, we could have just let him go save his family, but we had to do the right thing, didn't we? Yeah, you know, sometimes the right thing has costs. There are prices to pay, but that doesn't make it any less right. You know, I motioned that Shaba should have to pay for the food we're going to eat here because <laughs> it was your idea in the first place. Plan D, I, I never had any plans for like <laughs> capturing this guy. I just wanted to interrogate him. You know, Tokus, you basically talked Shaba into wanting into doing that. I know, right? So what you're saying is that uh, plan D was never a full-fledged plan in the first place. No, of course not. I only worked out the prototype <laughs> plan. <laughs> you sold it so hard to us to actually go that way. Yeah, but like you revealed who you were immediately. And now you're telling us you didn't think the whole thing through? I'm saying this is all your <laughs> fault. You Shut told him right, we opened right, the box. Down. Everybody simmer down. Listen, <laughs> clearly we all know that this is Stripey's fault, okay? He was the one who instigated all of this. He is the mastermind behind all of it. We're puppets on his strings. Stripey's not the one who gave himself away. And I storm off to, like, a corner in the cell. (laughs) All right, hold on. So this begs a bigger question. Now that you two are mad at each other, does that mean you guys forgive me for that one thing I did? (laughs) Absolutely not. I thought we already forgave you. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, wait. wait. Maybe you did already forgive me. Well, I unforgive you now. (laughs) <laughs> oh, everyone's mad at everyone. <laughs> yeah. Now you're where you belong, Aslo, in a cell, because you're a murderer. Now I sulk off into a different corner. I think we're all in three different corners of the cell. Yeah, the, there's only three corners. Stripey's in the fourth corner. Okay. <laughs> well, Shaba's like the whole cell, though, right? Like, you can't really fit in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like awkwardly, like my leg is in your crotch. <laughs> So they eventually serve you some gruel, which is... Grueling? Is it plain? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's plain, but it, it's kind of like the consistency and flavor of cardboard. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I gobble it up every, every bit. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> I, I ask, I ask uh, Aslo, Aslo, are you going to finish that? No, definitely not. <laughs> oh, can I have it? I guess. 
Oh, it's just like my mom used to make. <laughs> Old Mama Elton. So the rest of the day passes, and you're visited only by occasional meals. You get one in the evening, and then another one in the morning. In the late morning, Captain Stoutheart comes down to your cell, and he looks in on the three of you who are all very uncomfortable, especially Tokus, who has not been able to deal with any of his typical experiments and such. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm twitching at this point, but at least I have good food. <laughs> yes. All right, we're going to let you out... And about that proposal... Captain, sir, I want you to know that I have spent this entire time thinking about what we what we did. And totally reminiscing about it. It was pretty awesome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep, Shaba knows what vigilante means now. <laughs> That's your conclusion. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty awesome that you locked us up. <laughs> yeah. That was great. Good job. So you're basically saying we learned our lesson, Shaba? We did. We learned how awesome what we did was. Not. And that is a lesson in itself. Mm, I I shoot you an angry stare, because I still blame you for this. (laughs) That's okay. It was... Please please ignore my compatriots. What were you going to (laughs) say? The truth is, there was a recent report of troubles in a mine just north of Lytic's Cross... I was beginning to look for some people to perhaps investigate that area. If you're willing to help, I could give you a small reward and even perhaps put in a good word for you with the Sapphire Saber, the local adventuring organization. Say what? what? Wait, the Sapphire Sabers? Hold the phone. Back the truck up. The ones that I know all about? (laughs) The Sapphire Sabers. Hold on a minute. Everybody knows about the Sapphire Sabers shop. Are you saying you don't know about the Sapphire Sabers? Yeah, I don't at all. (laughs) The Sapphire Saber is the local adventurer's guild, and... It would basically, if you remember, you would have some leeway in doing these kinds of vigilante things. Uh-huh. Yeah, I have their poster in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> you just, like, stare at it and daydream about being a famous adventurer. They're basically state-sponsored adventurers. Wow. Mm. I like the sound Super of that. Cool. Wow. Like, almost like privateers? Yeah. Kind of? Yeah, essentially. Privateers of the land. Hmm. Okay. All right. So it would give you limited license to do some of this work, as well as giving you access to their job board and various other services. Hmm. Now, among those services that this would give us license to do, would vigilanteing be among them? Up to the level of what you did yesterday, but we can't have you go out and killing random people or anything. Oh, rats. Well, we weren't going to kill him. Hey, he got that scratch on his arm all by himself. He tripped. He definitely <laughs> did it to himself. It definitely doesn't look like a sword wound. He tripped and fell on that, uh, Shaba's blade. <laughs> wow, well, this is this is great news. Uh, gentlemen, it looks like our marketing with the king and his uh, envoy has paid off. I wouldn't say that right in front of the guy. I mean, he's literally the only one who picked up our business card. <laughs> I don't say that in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> If this doesn't work out, we're pretty much out of options. <laughs> I say, all right, so what's what's the trouble in this mine you mentioned? Um, before we get to that, didn't one of us promise, like, give our word that we would save Alshaz's family? 
Oh, yeah. I totally did that. (laughs) (laughs) See, now this is where we could potentially make like a serious enemy. Because if his family dies due to what we did and took him in, like he could be like our true arch nemesis. Yeah, when he gets out of prison, he'll be super buff from working out (laughs) and he'll have facial tattoos and he will be... At least and a scar over his left yeah, eye. Yeah, he'll be at least five levels higher than we are. He already is, <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to come kill us. We technically cannot go and save them because he didn't tell us where they live. He is still somewhere in the jail. Yeah, we can ask to speak with him, and then all we have, really have to do is send a letter on his behalf, mm-hmm. even have him sign it. Yeah, just straight to his family's home, saying, "Hey, get out of here." So I will uh, use up one of my pieces of parchment that I just purchased. I don't know if I if we want to hand him the letter to write it or just have him sign it at the end. Well, first of all, you're still talking to the captain here. Okay, yeah, so we'll we'll pause on that. Yes, the mine was recently invaded from within. Hmm. This could be creatures breaking out of the underworld, and if so, we would like the passage sealed to keep them out. Okay, what kind of mine is it? It's an iron mine. Was it active before being attacked? It was. It's a relatively recently developed mine. And so you're saying you'd like it to be blocked off, not to the outside world, to our world, but to whatever attacked it from within. If there is an opening to the true depths, then I would like that sealed off. Essentially, I want to stop any risk of these creatures coming out and attacking the nearby villages. Now, how would you recommend sealing off a mine uh, tunnel, exactly? That would be up to you. Partial collapse, perhaps? Interesting. Yeah. I mean, Aslo, we've had to close mine shafts all the time from where I come from. Oh, that's true. This would be your area of expertise. All right. Yep. Fire in the hole. Yeah, I think a little dynamite in the supports should do the job. (laughs) Now you just have to invent dynamite. Yeah. (laughs) We employed all sorts of interesting alchemical or magical explosives. I'll have you know. None of which you have access to right now. Uh, true. I'll see what I can cook up. Didn't, did we, is that one of the things we said doesn't exist in this world, explosives? Uh, no gunpowder is what you said. No gunpowder, okay. But, what if we pulled a caper? What if we snuck into the Alchemist Guild and stole some supplies? <laughs> uh, I think that would hurt my reputation with them, Shaba. You guys are just turning full criminal here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason we just keep going towards criminal activity with no reason. All right, let me rephrase that, okay? What if we snuck into the Alchemist Guild, didn't damage anything, and left an amount of gold equal to the worth of the supplies that we took? Then it would be like we were buying them, but without permission. (laughs) That wouldn't be wrong, right? Most mines have, like, wooden supports. We could give up some of our rope and tie it around the supports and yank the supports yeah, we'll just need a sturdy draft horse. Or some strong adventurers. <laughs> or a Goliath. <laughs> okay, all right, I see how it is. I'm just your workhorse. Huh? With an 11 strength? Uh, I could probably pull that string further than Shaba. <laughs> uh, okay, we will We'll take the job, right, Aslo? We will take the job. Consider it took. A portal to the underworld. Interesting. Yeah, has anyone seen these monsters? We had reports from some of the miners that escaped when the first ones were encountered. There were some small 
gray humanoids. Oh, boy. I suspect you can deal with them. Uh, I hope so. We suspect as much as well. Um, is there any other pertinent information we should know? I don't really have much information. First reports just came the day before yesterday. I was working out, trying to figure out who should take on this task. Okay. If I, if I, um, pull up my map on the screen, will you mark it with a circle? Uh, that takes a little bit longer, but north of Lytic's Cross, which is the second one east of Nanept. Okay. Just due north? Lytic's Cross is a crossroads, so if you take the northern road, that will lead you to the mine. We'll just go into town and, uh, ask people. They'll know where it is. Very well. Of note, we should probably also purchase a map of the surrounding areas. Once we get out of the slammer. Are we, uh, can we be released from the slammer now, Mr. Captain, sir? <laughs> he pulls out keys from his pouch and just unlocks it and lets you out. Okay. So we go over to Alshaz, and we're like, hey, um, we've written this letter for you to send to your family. All you need to do is tell us the address, and we'll send it to them to tell them to get out of Dodge before it's too late. So what do you say? He looks up at you and glares. I'm keeping my word. I suppose it's better than nothing. I'd say so. Send that to Heftat. All right. Uh, to the Alshaz family? Alshaz Ursef? The Ursef family? Yes, that should be enough. We want you to know that this we wrote this message with every intent of making your family aware of your affection for them. And we hope it finds them well and pray that they make a speedy retreat to safety. As for you, and then I just turn around and leave. <laughs> <laughs> this is difficult for Shaba because he wants to do the right thing, but also thinks that you're a bad person. I was doing the right thing, too. That's what you think. <laughs> so, the captain leads you out of the jail. It shouldn't take more than a few days to get to the mine, so take care. Make sure you have any supplies that you need before you head out. You know, Azul, this is a different kind of job than we've ever taken before. I mean, this is this is from the state. That's true. And it's uh, it's like we're delving into a dungeon of some kind. <laughs> I wonder if we'll find any... Nah, never nope, mind. Nope, don't even... Yeah, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want that. We're level two, Azul. Oh, right, right, right. Wait, yeah. find any... What were you <laughs> going to say? Uh, My curiosity no, is too no. much, Azul. We can't... We can't let's, just, let's just move along. <laughs> uh, Pretend I never said anything. Oh, okay. It's, it's called what, mine? Uh, Lobik. L-O-B-I-K. Now, uh, he made a good point. We should probably uh, provision up before we leave. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, so it's morning, right? Because we just got out of the jail? Yep, just after dawn. So yes, he reminds you, if you want to bring any equipment to possibly collapse the mine, that might be helpful. Yeah, we need to go buy some. On like in our little mini game where no one had pickaxes. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> I was just going to say, right. we should probably get some pickaxes. Yeah, it's mining tools, yep, that would be good. Although this is a... a an active mine, or at least until recently, so it's likely that there would be some mining tools still there. Mm, true. Let's let's use this opportunity to go back and thank Almar for getting us in to see the king, because that was important, and we mm-hmm. can do some shopping while we're, while we're at a store. Yeah, sounds good. Um, oh, did we... We never asked him, asked the captain what this job paid, did we? I mean, it's a job for the state. We should do it. It's a job that is going to ingratiate us with... 
the Adventurer's Guild. So we mm. should just do it regardless of what it pays. I'm not too worried about it. I mean, I this 45 or 44 gold that I have is more than I could possibly spend in a lifetime. <laughs> so I'm not too worried about it. Except that you just spent 10 on a sword that's not even the best sword for you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see about that. That's the mindset where I'm coming from, at least. When you're around Aslo, you'll learn to just throw your money away left and right. <laughs> yeah, right. You could probably buy some better armor or something with that. Yeah. True. I was going to say, what do I have? Yeah, what kind of armor am I wearing? Like leather, I think? I think I just have leather armor. Active items. Yeah, I just have leather, dude. Well, yeah, still. I'm not too worried about it. Um... So we thank Almar, we go to his shop and say, hey, we actually have, like, real actual gold to spend here, and we need some provisions. We're going to be spelunkers. What do you recommend? And thanks, by the way, for getting us to see the king. That was a really huge favor you did for us, and it it panned out well. Even though it almost went very, very badly, uh, it turned out all right. Well, I trusted you could pull it off. Barely, but thanks for your trust. We need some mining uh, gear. We need some pickaxes. We need some helmets with candles on them. And we need a song that we can sing while we march in the mine with our helmets and pickaxes. Don't worry, I've got that part covered. Oh, that's right. Aslo has that. We want to collapse the mine with us, like, not inside of it. What kind of device might you have that we could purchase that would achieve such ends? Because mm. it's not easy to just, you can't just, some of those supports are going to be embedded in the walls and we won't be able to just tie a rope around it, yank it right. out. It's not that simple. Are you perhaps looking at getting some saws? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, weakening the supports enough to where they don't collapse on us, but weak enough that we could pull them might work. Mm. Do you have any other recommendations? Saw is a good idea. Mm-hmm. You could perhaps try to get something to pull out the, the pegs or the nails that would be holding the supports together. I'm not sure exactly what they might use for that. This is going to be terribly dangerous no matter how we do it, because we have to go in there. Yeah, I think most of those would be timber frame supports, which are mm. actually a nailless construction method. They, they just they interlock together without using any type of fastener. Shaba, you just gave me a great idea. All right. Yeah, Shaba, how do you know all this engineering stuff? <laughs> That's really impressive. Yeah, that was completely out of character knowledge. <laughs> oh, no, from the, uh, from the lean-tos and longhouses that we used to build uh, in the tribe. Shaba, you're brilliant. You, you, you don't even realize what you discovered. What is that? The easiest way for us to collapse the mine with us not inside of it, if the supports are wooden, which we imagine that they are, we set them on fire. Oh... Hmm. Would that kind of treated wood burn, though? We don't even have gunpowder. How are they going to have treated wood? That's a chemical process. Is it? I don't really know how it works, but I assume that... Yeah, pressure-treated wood is a chemical process. It is. Yeah, we, would, we could potentially douse it up pretty good and light it on fire. Maybe build a fire underneath, like below the supports. And yeah, that's a good idea. I don't want Brian to think that what he said was silly because I think back in the classical era, they would seal wood with like a resin. Yeah, that's that might be what I'm thinking of. So like it might be coated, but you get enough fire on that baby, it'll burn through. 
Yeah, and you have a fire starter. Yeah, if they've got big sailing ships, then they probably know how to seal the wood with a resin material or something like that. Yeah, it, it's definitely sealed. It's just it's not like pressure treated. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, that was sort of what I was thinking. Like I knew there, I had a feeling there was some way that they could do that back then, but not obviously like pressure treating. But it's less important though when you think about it for a mine. Like you know, obviously it makes sense to seal all the wood on the outside of a ship because it's going to be in the water. But it's like, why would you? Why would you necessarily take the time to seal the supports in a mine shaft? Right. Mm-hmm. You would want it to be sturdy, so it would help prevent decay. Oh yeah, exactly. You want to prevent decay, but they don't think about fire. Yeah, you can burn through resin. Um, okay, so that's a good point. Let's, um, yeah, that would take a lot less physical labor, too, than sawing through these uh, <laughs> giant, you know, timbers. Let's bring one of those two-person saws just in case. Okay. Yeah, but that's really dangerous if we're sawing on the supports while we're in the mine, Shaba. Well, we're not going to saw all the way through, I don't think. I mean, you never know what you'll need a saw for. So you want to just get them started? Yeah. Let's just bring stuff. Yeah. We're hypothesizing about these supports being this particular way because we've seen other minds this way, but we don't really know until we get there. Right. So let's right. let's be overprepared. So I will check uh, with Almar. See if he's got any rentals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll check on, um, yeah, saws. Uh, we have a fire starter. Flasks of oil just burn for a short time, right? That wouldn't wouldn't really do what we're looking for? It, well, it would help to get the fire started. Okay. Once you have a piece of wood, like, burning well. Well, something else to think about. You know, this fire is not going to spread from support to support. There's too much space between them. I mean, we could literally pick a few select supports and start fires beneath them. Working with your idea, like, do some sort of damage to them first. He did mention something about monsters, so we're going to be doing this while there's monsters. Well, potentially we would take care of the monsters first before we worry yeah. about the supports. But like Zed, we'll see when we get there what it's all about. This will come out of Party Gold, of course. Okay. Now let's focus on some of the more important items that we need. Like say, for example, Tokus, that I was to buy a, a spiked gauntlet and a strip of leather. Would you be able to fashion a gladiator-style helmet for Stripey? <laughs> Shaba, I think you misunderstand my relationship with your badger. I don't make I don't make anything for Stripey. I make things to fight against Stripey. All right. Well, would you be able to make one for me, as if my head were the, were a lot <laughs> <The> smaller? <laughs> now we're gonna need a bigger helmet for that, or I could develop some sort of head shrinking beam. That's, yeah, you could just work on the helmet, uh, like, in advance for when for you... After we figure, figure out how to shrink your head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> once you figured that, that part out, you could just do the helmet putting in the, advance. The uh, horse before the cart, putting the cart before the horse, I don't even know at this point. Yeah, the cart before um, the horse. <clears throat> Almar, how many flasks of oil do you have in stock? Oh, I carry plenty of oil. People need it for their lamps. Okay. All right. Common substance. We'll take all of them. Um... <laughs> That would be a bit hard for you to carry. Should we get about six, let's say? Six oil flasks? Let's go with ten. Okay. Okay, it's one gold for ten. Guys, are you sure we need this much? Uh, no. But I'm not sure we don't need this much either. (laughs) (laughs) 
feel like your plan is to just run down the down the mine, just dousing, <laughs> yeah, dousing all the supports. I'm just saying, we we got it. We're going to be out in the wilderness. We don't want to forget stuff and not have what we need while we're. I just imagine this huge pack on your back, Shava. Just like so big, you can't even get into the mine. Right, with just random stuff poking out of it. You're still missing that crowbar that you pawned off for. Oh yeah. Mm. <laughs> I yeah. You know what? I I I didn't actually tell them that I pawned it off for booze money. But <laughs> yeah, good thing we have that crowbar. I'm just like, you know what? I must have misplaced it. I like pretend <laughs> to look around in my pack and just like shuffle stuff around. <laughs> you know how these things go. Like it'll turn up eventually got to be around here somewhere yeah you've, you've still got it though right just yeah, to, yeah. definitely okay, cool. definitely still have it <laughs> for sure <laughs> and then when the, if they're like over in the other side of the room i sidle up to almar and i'm like hey can you surreptitiously pass me a crowbar and i will pass you back the requisite amount of gold um all right two gold. two gold all right i buy a crowbar <laughs> for two gold <laughs> Do you, perchance, carry maps of the surrounding regions? We have some simple maps. How much would a map be? 15 gold. Oh, Ooh, 15 gold. Well, that's what we have a ranger for. And these are all handmade, handcrafted, and drawn out, so it's expensive. That's fair. I nudge Tokus, and I'm like, go over there and pretend to be looking at the map, and then just dr- sketch it out on a piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> Shava, you've turned into, like, the most shysty one among us. Ever since I got to level two, I've started letting it go to my head. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm not sure you're acting so lawful good anymore. Well, we're rubbing off on him is the problem. You guys are a terrible influence on me. There's no doubt about that. For sure. So, Shaba, I can do you one better. I don't need to sketch it out as I'm looking at it. I can sketch it out from memory at a later point. Okay, yeah. Take a photo, uh, take a snapshot with your photographic memory and then just draw it. Yeah. That's That's, the plan. That's a better plan. Okay. It's not really stealing. We're making a replica. Right. So, I look over the map meticulously. So, you examine the maps. You can memorize the basic roadways and towns and such. Shaba, what about that shovel I gave you? Do you also still have that? I totally do, because remember I used it to shovel the blood out of your apartment? The oh, bl- yeah. The right. blood ball? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got that. Not happy that I still have it, but I do. Has that, like, not broken out yet, like, in the city, like, <laughs> this disease? Who knows, man? We haven't been home in two nights. We spent the last night in the in jail, and then the night before that in an alley. <laughs> it could be overgrowing the entire building by now, like, climbing up the walls and eating people as they pass by, and we would have no idea. what if it's just like infected the whole like water suppliers and the sewers it's like jack and the beanstalk except jack and the bloodstalk we just planted it in the ground and now it's growing wild and eating people we're trying to give you lots of nemeses and bosses to work with (laughs) as you can see thing boss battle final boss idea um I think in that case, we're in pretty good shape. And did you actually want that mirror reflective helmet thing to put your ever-burning candle in? Oh, yeah. What what would that run us? Um, well, looking at this, a bullseye lantern is 10 gold, and I say it's essentially the same idea here, just on a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> what about a helmet with a bullseye lantern nailed to it? <laughs> well, that's essentially what this is, isn't it? <laughs> okay. Basically. All right. So, I like it. 
I'd say you could fashion something with... If you buy the bullseye lantern and a couple of other materials, then you could like take it apart and rebuild it as one piece. Nice. For 12 gold. All right, Tokus, your next project awaits. While we're on the road, you can be tinkering with this uh, candle helmet. Yeah, I guess we actually need it this time. Can I tinker as I walk? I, I could probably do it if I was on your shoulder. But you, you can't be on my shoulder until you design and build those shoulder pads, seats. <sighs> right. Ooh, yeah, we could ask Almar to start uh, fetching up the supplies necessary to build those shoulder pads. Yeah, that would make things easier. Like what? Just lumber and... I thought you were still drafting up those blueprints. We haven't had any meetings to discuss the latest iterations of that design. The problem is I'm trying to add too many features, Shaba. <laughs> like, yeah. there's a cup holder, I was going to have radio... I could see how you could get carried away. So... Yeah, I just need to work on... You're right, right. We can add that stuff later. I should just build the fundamental structure. <laughs> All right, right. But I'm trying to do it in such a manner that it's lightweight and you're able to still, like, move in the case of emergency. So I'm thinking it's going to, like, start lower down your back with some supports attached to your armor and then come out and seats. You don't need to design a gyroscopic sensor for it because I am your living gyroscopic sensor. <laughs> right. Right, you know how to walk. You also have all the stuff that he normally carries on his back that you have to design around. Hmm. That's true. Um, so just to double check, the miner's helmet would be 12 gold. Is that something we really want to invest in? All of the other supplies only cost five gold combined. So, <laughs> and, I have, and I do have a light spell and we can always, one person can just hold the candle as well. If you did have that, it would give it more of the bullseye lantern properties. So it would be directional light, but farther because of all the mirrors and stuff. Hmm. Yeah. The other thing to remember too, Aslo, is that we don't have dark vision. So hmm. if we go into a mine and it's pitch black and we need to fight these gray humanoid things, we're going to be blind fighting that's true so that's we true. want to have easily accessible light sources that we don't have to hold because i will probably be using my bow okay all right uh i will uh pull that money from party gold and uh, we will get all of the above all right and we hit the road i reckon jack all right without ever stopping back at your home to check on it yep <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, probably okay. By the way, is your plan for now just to have all three of you staying at his house all the time when you're in town? Uh, I don't know that... I guess so. I don't know that Shaba has really thought that hard about it, just because he will literally drop down and sleep wherever he is. So, like, he's offered already... So he'll be arrested for vagrancy? Yeah, he's offered already <laughs> several times to just sleep outside if Aslo doesn't want him in, so he's not really worried about where he's going to sleep. He's never worried about that. And Tokus has just taken on the role of a freeloader at Aslo's house. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just wondering. All right. We head for the mine. So you set off through the east gate along the Sapphire Road. We do indeed. The Damage Guild Podcast. Your locally certified dungeon safety inspectors. Ahoy, matey. Welcome aboard the SS Damage Guild. This is your captain speaking. We got a big, big storm brewing off the starboard bow. It's a storm of, of ignorance. Never fear, 
I'm here to navigate us through the dangerous waters of not knowing things about this podcast. So buckle in, because we have the kind of ship that has seat belts. And strap yourselves down, and we're going to go for a fun ride through the, the seas of knowledge. Did you know that we also live stream? Um, a separate campaign from the podcast. That's right. We live stream on Twitch. You probably did already know that if you've been listening to the podcast for long. But go check out our um, our first session on YouTube. It is um, thedamageguild.com. There's a link to our YouTube channel across the top there because we'll be broadcasting again live this coming Friday and we will be engaging in the second session of our Champions of the Multiverse campaign. So we hope to see you there. Get on uh, the Twitch chat and interact and uh, join us for some great D&D adventure time. That said, we are also available on Facebook or Twitter or our Discord server. Yeah, that's right. We have a Discord server. Um, There's an invite that's also along the top of our website, thedamageguild.com. You can click that link and be instantly invited to hang out with us on the Discord server. We record this show on Discord, so we're we're there at least once every week or couple of weeks. Not to mention, I play on Discord for one of my other campaigns, other gaming groups that I'm in. So we are fairly frequent on there, and so come hang out and join other listeners of the show in some fun discussion. As always, if you want to get a personal message on the show, you can go to thedamageguild.com slash decree and issue your own royal decree, which is a message that you send uh, out over the airwaves and one of us reads it for you. Or if you'd like to support the show, you can go to thedamageguild.com slash donate. Uh, But most importantly... You can support the show by subscribing on iTunes or Google Play and telling your nerdy friends about us. Or if you have non-nerdy friends who like D&D but are just in denial about the fact that they are nerds, you can tell them about it too. Anyway, that's all I have for you this week. I mean, uh, thanks for being on the ship through this storm and th- and we're, it's, it's all over now. The worst of it's past. So we got smooth sailing from here on out. So, everybody take off your seatbelts and party. We'll enjoy the rest of our voyage together, and we'll see you soon. Next Monday, actually. You are listening to the Damage Guild Podcast. Uh, okay, so I think while we're, while we're traveling, Aslo has something to say. You know, guys... Back in the jail cell last night, I had had a lot of time to think. We were mad at each other, so I couldn't really talk to you guys. Um, When I confessed to you on the ship the other day, a weight was lifted off my shoulders. And then I realized something has to change. I can't keep running from this. I can't keep ignoring what I did just by staying busy, by keeping my mind active. It's time for me to face up to what I've done. I don't know what that means. I don't really know what that looks like. I don't know if I'll have the guts to do what I have to do when it comes time to do it, but I know that I can start by apologizing to you guys. I might not be the brightest tune in the repertoire, but I can tell that it hurt you guys, and I don't know what else to say except I'm sorry. I'm sorry for doing that. I'm sorry for lying. 
And I hope you guys can forgive me and, in time, maybe learn to trust me again. Yeah, I've been waiting for you to say you were sorry for days now. <laughs> I'm kidding. Come here, buddy. Come here. I, I, I give him a, a bear hug. A hug only one small person can give to another small person where we just, our torsos and arms lock and and embrace. Barely reach around each other. Yeah, with your stubby arms. Yeah, well, yeah. While you guys are hugging, I wrap my arms around both of you and pick you up as one unit. <laughs> so it's like a like a hug wrapped within a hug. Yeah, yeah, it's a double decker hug. Yeah, it's like a crunchy wrap from uh, Taco Bell. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With a, with a one one tortilla inside another. With a crunchy hug inside and a <laughs> soft, soft warm, warm hug on the outside. Shaba, you're hurting us. You're hurting, oh, you're hurting but me. But I just feel the love, Tokus. <laughs> I just feel the love. <laughs> This is good. This feels good. Yeah, and I just kind of like sway <laughs> and rock back and forth while still holding I, you guys. I can't breathe. Squeezing you tight. <laughs> All right, so I'll set you down gently. <sighs> and I say, but Aslo, <sighs> if you go back home, they'll put you to death. Or best case scenario, they'll lock you away for the rest of your life. I know. That's why I'm still afraid to go back there. I don't claim to have any newfound sense of... Uh, peace about it or, or even confidence I, and like I said I don't know what I have to do but I do know that something has to change maybe it means someday going back there but I suppose right now we have a mission huh hopefully we make it out alive <laughs> so that we can make make right what's what's been set wrong quantum leap what is what <laughs> uh, what's that so like quantum leap putting right what once went wrong oh I've never uh, seen that show Okay. Well, yeah, we can quantum leap that, Jenks. Yeah, when the time comes. Totally meant to do that reference. Uh, And, you know, Aslo, I I just want you to know that I think I speak for Stripey and Tokus and also myself when I say that we are right here with you every step of the way. Whatever you feel needs to be done, we will support you. We may not be there, but we will support you. So you guys will face the death penalty with me? No. Like I said, we will not. They will be there to watch you executed. Yes. And we'll come to your funeral. Yeah, if you are publicly executed, we will be present wearing hoods so that no one can identify us. Wow. What better friends could a guy ask for? Do we need to put a clause in the company like who gets what shares should you get executed? (laughs) Yes. Oh, yeah. My will is buried in the backyard. Oh, crap. I shouldn't have told you that. Now you're going to kill me. and then It's buried in the yard. What if the blood gets into it? Then it'll become a living will. Ba-dum. <laughs> it's like the villain that comes to get us. It's like... Yeah. Giant will. I am Will. <laughs> Face my wrath. He's got parchment tentacles. Look at all the fine print. So much fine print. Hello. <laughs> no, but seriously, Aslo... <laughs> Whatever you need to do, we're with you. Thanks, chums. You betcha. After your first day of travel, as is typical, you arrive at Nighton, just as night falls. Ah, ah, Nighton. My favorite little frontier town. You want to go see our old buddy Olaf? Of course, man. Good old (laughs) Olaf. He gets more excited every time we visit him. That's true. So we stop in at the bar... Yeah, we go we go in uh, to Olaf's, except we uh, crack open the door and peek inside and see where he is and wait for a time when he's not looking. 
<laughs> and then we will get down and crawl across the floor <laughs> and sneak over to the bar. And then when he turns, when he turns toward the bar, we'll just pop up and be like, "Hey, Ola, <laughs> we're back!" And then I pick Aslo and Tokus up and put them on the bar. <laughs> Give me a stealth check. Uh, oh, that's a twenty. Fifteen plus five. Fourteen for me. And Turkus. <clears throat> yes, I should roll. <laughs> You're just looking at pictures of saddle babies, weren't you? <laughs> I, I was. Sorry, I was trying to. Well, no, I was trying to figure out what we were going to do about the, the the shoulder design. So um, I got a five. Okay. Well. I rolled poorly. So, the three of you push open the door and crawl across the floor while he's still dealing with some cups behind the counter. And so you're crouched behind the bar and... And we just pop up. Hey! Hey! "Ah!" And he drops the glass and it shatters (laughs) on the floor. (laughs) Oh, now what did you do that for? Uh, Oh, you're so clumsy. Gosh, you're such a silly head. (laughs) You three. Classic Olaf. <laughs> Clumsy as ever. I know you're happy to see us. And then I let Stripey off my shoulder to and make sure that he is standing on the bar. Like right where Olaf has wiped up. <laughs> like it's nice and clean and then Stripey just gets his muddy paw prints all over it. Get, get that thing off. Olaf, the, how... The let me ask you an important question. How has the quality of your water been lately? Because I am simply parched... And I'm in the mood for a hit of that plain old H2O, if you know what I'm saying. I'll give you some of my finest water for the special price of three gold. Three gold? (laughs) Hey, that's against the law. You're not allowed to charge for water. (laughs) I can charge whatever I want. Especially when you come in here and make me break my glasses and put your filthy badger on my countertops. Oh, Olaf, don't be sore at us. We're only having a bit of fun. Well, I'm not. We just wanted to surprise you. We wanted to brighten your day, and I know this job can be drudgery sometimes, so we just wanted to come in and shake things up a little bit. Yeah, give you a little uh, little boost, a little morale boost. I... <laughs> Look, I, I don't really want to see you in here <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Olaf, you're going to hurt Stripey's feelings. <laughs> I don't care. I cover Stripey's ears. Don't be modest, Olaf. We know you're happy to see us. Be immodest. You don't need to hide it. Wait, don't be immodest either. <laughs> just let your feelings pour out. It's a happy reunion here. If you need to cry, just let it out, man. Just let it out. We're here for you. I almost want to cry from all of the grief you guys caused me. <laughs> <laughs> Look, buy something real or just leave me alone, please. I slap three gold on the counter and I say, a pitcher of water it is. <laughs> Olaf, hey, I'll, I'll do you one better. What if we not just get food and drink here? What if we pay you back for that glass that we made you bro- break? Well, that's what this is. The three gold. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Along with just gotcha. general annoyance charges. <laughs> <laughs> there's a yeah, there's a steep mark on for that. I didn't realize. I thought the annoyance fee was the three gold. <laughs> I didn't realize you worked in the, the mug cost. Yeah, it was the glass as well. That's fine. Look, you know what, Olaf? We value our friendship. The five of us here, this is it, man. This is what it's all about. And we we value this relationship that we have. 
And uh, yeah, I counted the badger. <laughs> yes, the five of us. And we wa- we're here for yeah, you. He just kind of points out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, we're willing. We we want to make amends. I'm sorry about the glass. I'm you know, well, nothing I can do about your clumsiness. But maybe this will uh, this will smooth things over. <laughs> we're we're sorry that you're such a fuddy duddy, but we'll we'll do what we can to help. That's the good, the good people that we are. Fine, have a seat. All right, we All take right. our seats at the bar. Uh, so, how have things been, Olaf? Seen a lot of action around here lately? No more or less than usual. All right, all right. He sets your pitcher of water on the counter. I take a drink directly out of the pitcher and pass it around. Well, that's good because he didn't give you cups. <laughs> I was figuring he wouldn't. It's only a matter of like twenty or so more visits before he stops hating us. Yeah, he'll, we'll, we'll break through. He'll come around eventually. Yeah. My sense is that he's hated us more each time. <laughs> so I don't know if that's going to work. But Aslo bell curve. Yes, <laughs> okay. that's right. It's going to get worse before it gets better. It's the, okay. the darkest before the dawn. Exactly. Right. I like that theory. Okay. The calm before the storm. Oh, wait, that's not the same thing. He has to hate us more until he comes to understand <laughs> us. Maybe it's like those logarithmic up higher, 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 and then it resets down at the bottom and starts over? Yeah, it's like that. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Totally. I like that theory. It's like a heartbeat on a, one of those things. So you can't give up already. This is only like our third visit. All right, Olaf, thank you so much for your for your patronage. I mean, thank you for accepting our patronage. Yes, thank you for letting us pay you to be here and, and be your friend. Um, what's the scuttlebutt? What's the latest, uh, you know, the latest gossip? We know you're the guy in town to talk to about that sort of thing. I've still been hearing all those rumors from towns out east being abandoned. But now they're actually saying the living dead have been wandering around the countryside. Say what? Wait, around, like, in the cities or around the countryside? Around the countryside. On the roads. Yeah, they're wandering off. Oh, that's not good. Hmm. Pilshire was an entire town full of zombies. Like, they're eventually gonna spread out and look for brains elsewhere. (sighs) I was hoping that this wouldn't start, but it seems like we have no choice. We have to seal the mine and then we need to start fighting these uh, undead legions. Yeah, you know, Rysenth Cloudon said he had things under control, but it doesn't sound like it, does it? No. Well, he said he was waiting on reports from his research. I mean, maybe we don't have time to wait. We already know where the crystals came from. After we deal with the mine, we should check whether the crystals are still stationed around Pilshire. Every job we've done so far, we've been trying to work money into the equation... This might be one of those times where we just need to do our thing, and maybe we'll get recognized after the fact, but from the sound of things, we might need to move on this sooner than help is going to happen. I like the way that you're thinking. So maybe as we kill each zombie, we just tuck a business card into their pocket, and then we just leave them like that, and then as people come through... Yeah, and then somebody checks the corpses. Right, right. Exactly. Let's say, oh, Triple A team did it. So yeah, so right. you're saying that doing the right thing isn't about getting paid; it's about getting marketing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, free advertising. Good, good marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. All right. Let's let's take care of this mine first, and then we'll uh, we'll discuss it from there. Yeah, we could we could make custom signs that say like we can hang it around the zombie's neck after we kill them. Say this zombie killed by the Triple A team. 
<laughs> innovative <laughs> solutions to complex problems. <laughs> yep. That's the one. And it has our contact information on it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and we just tag every single zombie we kill. Wait a minute. Tag every single zombie. You know what's interesting? These zombies seem to be either coalescing or moving, right? From what Olaf was saying. Sounds like they're wandering. They're just yeah. wandering away from Pilshire and wherever else they are. I mean, is it just, are they looking for food or why do you think they wander? Probably because they're mindless creatures. Mm-hmm. They're just looking for things to eat. When you said tagging, I was thinking of like a cow. Like we put like a tag on their ear and then we'll look back. Like we'll check back in with like number 77 and see how far he's moved. <laughs> yeah, right. We track their locations or we go around yeah. with a can of spray paint. That's another form of tagging. And we just mark them all up. I don't think, I don't think aerosols exist in this either. It sucks that there's no gunpowder. I definitely would have vetoed that decision because explosions make <laughs> for good TV, good radio. <laughs> well, we can we can definitely make explosions in other non-gunpowdery ways. Sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, I guess gunpowder's cheating. Yeah, maybe once you gain some more alchemical knowledge, we can figure out how to make that happen. I mean, I'd like to just be the forefather of gunpowder. <laughs> you could discover it. So I, um, when I'm done sipping the water, I, I pull out a squirrel that I have hunted and slap it down on the bar and start gutting it. <laughs> Is this for payment? Like, what are you doing? No dead animals in here unless I'm serving them. Oh, okay, here you go, and I... I slide the, the dead squirrel, the squirrel now cut open uh, across the bar to him. And I'm like, you mind just throwing this on the grill for me and cooking it up? I'm real, I'm real hungry. You got a hanker. We don't serve squirrels here. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. I take it back and keep going. No, take that outside. Preferably outside town. All right, all right. And I slide it down and uh, put it on the floor for Stripey to start eating. <laughs> Underneath the bar, out of sight. He'll eat it raw. He don't care. Um, well, what do, you, what do you recommend? What do you have on the menu that's real, real good? Preferably something squirrel-based. Our gamiest food would probably be rabbit. Ah, okay. I like rabbit. Let's go with that. Let's go with a round of rabbit stew for everyone. It's on me, fellas. We've had a good hard day of walking, and uh, no spices for this guy over here. <laughs> well, that's quite uh, generous of you, Shaba. And matter of fact, if you've already uh, if you've already put the spices in, I need you to strainer them out because he really doesn't <laughs> like spices. Yeah, you just just take it off the grill and wash it. All right, rabbit stew coming up for six silver for the city. I pay him six silver. Okay, so you got your rabbit stew. It tastes great, just like whatever rabbit stew you've had before. I don't have any idea what that tastes like. <laughs> all right. Well, I really, really like it. Good meat and vegetables all mixed together. Some light seasoning, except for tokuses. Just the way I like it. I give Olaf a loud belch of gratitude when I'm done. <laughs> That's how we do it in my culture. It means thank you. And we'll see you next time, Olaf. May the shoulder of the ram, Lord, you know the rest. See ya. <laughs> and we leave. He just kind of gives you a questioning look. Keep it classy, Olaf. Don't keep dropping those mugs like that. It's bad for business. And look, you know what, Olaf? Take some time to smile every now and then. It really does help. It's good for your heart. I'm known to be quite jovial, but somehow you three just... <laughs> <laughs> we bring out your good side. I know. I know. 
We have that effect on a lot of people. I mean, we were just on a ship the other week. And they yeah. loved us. <laughs> All right, Charlie, come on, let's go. <laughs> All right, we good. <laughs> All right, Olaf, until next time. Um, we camp out just outside of town, and then we set off uh, toward Lytics Cross. Okay, so the next day you travel, you pass a few other people heading opposite direction on the road. I stop them and say, hello, um, do you know that if there's a mine outside of the next town? Uh, he says, I believe so. There's a mine just half a day's travel north of the cross. All right, thank you. Have a nice day. Uh, you too. May the Ramlord smile upon you <laughs> and bring you great joy. Safe travels to you. <laughs> we go. And you reach Lytics Cross, which is a very small town. There's probably only a couple dozen buildings altogether. It's basically just a crossroads here that's got a few structures set up for people to spend the night and get some basic supplies and such. In the distance, a little ways away from the crossroads, you can see with a, one of those, um, I don't know what it's called, but those prison cell type things that just kind of hangs. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a hanging cage. What, there's a word for that. I have no idea what it's called. Um, the thing that they locked Gandalf in in The Hobbit. Uh, a gibbet. Okay. A gibbet. Yes. Yes. So you see the gibbets a little ways away from town. Dude, are there people uh, in them? It's kind of dark, so you're not sure, but you think there might be one in one of them. Uh, let's go investigate. Yeah, let's go check that out. All right. Howdy, stranger. <laughs> <laughs> what are you in for? When you get close, you look inside and you see that it's actually just a skeleton at this point. <laughs> uh. I apologize. I, <laughs> I didn't realize. I'm very sorry. <laughs> Have a wonderful evening. <laughs> we'll leave you to your business. <laughs> we'll and leave you to go about ours. <laughs> All right. Now we head back to our town. He wasn't much for talking, was he? <laughs> a very, very quiet guy. So as soon as you see yeah. that it's a skeleton, you're just like, okay, let's not turn around and head back. We should yeah. go. We should go now, guys. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <clears throat> we head back. I mean, it could be worse. Instead of being dead, he could have been undead. Yeah. If he was up and dancing <laughs> around, then. Yeah, we'd have something to worry about. So, what do you guys say we um, travel at first light to the north? Half a day's journey. That'll put us there about noon tomorrow. Yeah, we can make camp. Sounds good. Okay, so you again camp outside of town? Yeah, we'll camp mm-hmm. in someone's backyard, just <laughs> for fun. So, Shaba, uh, while you're out getting food, I, I, uh, I'm i going to finish those plans for the, uh, for the shoulder seats. <laughs> All right. So when I get back with dinner, you can uh, review the latest incarnation, and then we'll have to figure out what kind of materials we need. Yeah, let's get that in the works. Anyway, we camp out and head to the mines. So the next day, you travel northwards. After a few hours on the road, you see a sign that directs you towards the mine. Abandon hope. No, it just says Lobbock's Mine... And then someone wrote underneath it, sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Is stupid. After another hour or so, you arrive at a stony cliff face here on an outcropping over a large hill. So basically the hill rises up and then is kind of cut off with stone and dirt face on the side. And going into that, there is a, a little alcove that goes in about 20 feet into a large space and then just down in a vertical shaft. 
All right, guys. So um, we went over uh, mine shaft safety, right? If and when we get trapped inside of this mine, what we're supposed to do, right? You guys, you guys read the brochures I handed out to you, right? Uh, brochure. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. Totally read those cover to cover. As a deep gnome, I'm, I'm fully aware of like you know what you're supposed to do in those situations. I've been in several myself, and you know I've managed to come out of those. But I just wanted to make sure you guys know what to do should we have a cave in, and I don't want you to freak out. And it happens all the time. In fact, it's probably going to happen. Yeah, stripey red mine to me. <laughs> Okay, so you know we're not supposed to talk a lot because you got to conserve oxygen. And Shaba, you can't drink nearly as much as you do because I don't know if you know this, but you drink a lot of water, so we need to conserve water <laughs> otherwise. Yeah, that's true. Mm. And then, yeah, you did read it though, right? Definitely, yeah. you read every every Absolutely. word or every other word. All right, perfect. You guys are great. I'm, I'm impressed. Like you know, you guys are absorbing all this information. I, I have to give you before. Every little thing. Aslo pulls a piece of a crumpled piece of parchment out of his pocket that's got like snot and and tears <laughs> stained on it, and unfolds it, and it's that brochure. And then he crumples it back up and puts it in his pocket again. <laughs> that you're looking. It's very important for the team leader to to read all of the pre adventure uh, documentation to make sure that you know exactly what to do in an emergency situation. So if we have a seven C, that is a level seven cave in. You know what to do. Right. Totally. We, we're, we, we're on it. Seven C. Seven C. I pull out my brochure and it's folded into one of those little hats that I made for Stripey. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, definitely read this. Is there like a pulley system or a... Yeah, you can see pulleys and ropes hanging from the ceiling. All right. Walk to the edge, pull out a grenade, yank the pin, toss it down. <laughs> All right. All right, let's, job's done, boys. Let's clear it out. <laughs> okay, uh, what is the, the platform or the vehicle uh, that is attached to this pulley system you can't see it it goes down into the darkness so. all right we okay. pull it up i will uh i'll go ahead and cast light to help us see further in the dark and does someone put on the helmet oh yeah i was figuring i'd give that to shaba since he doesn't have light or uh dark vision i'm the tallest so i'll cast the light over the largest distance okay so you basically have a miner's cap flashlight strapped to your head yep as long as you don't move too quickly so the light doesn't go out. <laughs> I'm sure Tokus has made special modifications to it to hold the candle in place. But yeah, the wind would probably still put it out if I move too fast. Okay, you cast light, and you look down, pulling up the apparatus below. And as it comes into view, you see that it looks like basically just a small box. I guess maybe a fairly large box. So it's about six feet across with a fence built up around it to keep people from falling out. The pulley moves easily enough that it seems there's some sort of counterweight on the other end, so it shouldn't be too hard to pull yourselves up and down. Okay. Um, is the box filling almost the size of the shaft, or is is it like in the middle of a very large... Like, how big is the shaft in relation to the box? Um, the shaft is about ten feet across... The box is about six feet. Okay, so there, we're talking two two feet of, uh, approximately two feet of space between us and the wall on either side. Uh, the box is actually off to the side a little bit, so it looks like, you know, the box is on one side, and then counterweight would be on the other side, probably. Okay, so closer to our side, obviously, so that people can get on. Okay, so at least two feet on the sides, but then less on on the near side, and then more on the far side. So probably like. Yeah. A foot or, or six inches on one side and then three and a half or something on the other. Yeah, something like that. All right. 
And I assume it's there's like some kind of like locking lever mechanism on board the thing so that we can be in while we lower ourselves down. Yeah, there's ropes and pulley systems, and there's they got some sort of lever system. It's like a crankshaft. Yeah, it's like one of those things where you can hear as we're going down, you can hear it going, tick, 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 and then we, you can pull the lever back to lock it in place. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. we'd probably have to pull ourselves up. I'd imagine. I don't know how. Well, no, the, yeah, with the counterweight, it should be a lot easier than just. All right, well, guys, do you want to go down? I mean, I don't really want to, but. I don't think we have a choice. I guess that's what we're here for. Yeah, I don't feel like it. Let's go home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, we've come this far, Shaba. Yeah. Who cares about getting in good with the Adventurer's Guild? Yeah. We can form our own guild, and it'll be better than the Sapphire Sea. With Blackjack? <laughs> yeah. With Blackblade, it'll be the coolest Adventurer's <laughs> oh, Guild yeah. ever. Oh, I was making a Futurama reference, but <laughs> oh. I like where you took it instead. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Bender. Yeah. All right, fellas, lights out. Uh, I mean, lights on, I should say. Get your lights out. Lights on. You know what I mean? I don't need a light. Yeah, so just Aslo then. But everybody, weapons drawn. So lights up, yes. weapons drawn. And Do you we'll... guys even know how to battle inside of a mine shaft? No, nah, man. I feel like I should lead the way. Yeah, I have no idea. Go for it. Maybe you've been giving us a few pointers on the road. I think one of... Uh, probably Aslo should take the crank, should hold on to the controls... Um, cause then you can hold your rapier in your other hand, whereas I will be able to just stand back and use my bow. Yeah, I guess that works. You guys look so nervous, like you've never gone inside of a mine shaft filled with lots of monsters before. Can't say as I have. I've been inside mountain caves, but, uh, not, we never went deep. Cause the things that live deep are not, uh, friendly to Goliaths, generally speaking. Well, what about you, Aslo? You're small like me. Surely you've been in some sorts of small, claustrophobic areas before. Um, I was shoved into some small spaces as a as a child, bullied by other you know students and stuff. But uh, That's other than that, and believe no. me, it's hard to find a space small enough to shove you into. <laughs> right? Exactly. It's it's a it's a challenge, really. I mean this this dense air, the dark. Uh, creeping walls. I mean, this is this is home, right? <laughs> this is home sweet home. And the cobwebs and the bats. I mean, I'm definitely in my element. Yeah, whatever floats your boat. So the descent is long enough for you to have this full conversation, as it's just slowly ticking downwards. <laughs> oh boy, it's deep. It's like miles into the ground <laughs> oh somehow. Gosh. Well, now you're moving down pretty slowly because the the chains and oh okay. And by the time we're at the bottom, it's just a pinhole of light from above. Hmm. Yeah, looking up, since it was already underground a little bit, you can't see a whole lot of light above you. Hmm. You get down to what you assume must be the halfway point, because you look over and you see this large counterweight pass you by, atop of which are riding two humanoids. What? (laughs) (laughs) Into the dark. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Oh boy, it's time for a fight. <laughs> Take arms, brothers. 